Welcome to the Career Chat Room, where we focus on job searching and landing. I'm your host, Erin Sergi. Welcome back to the Career Chat Room. Today, I'm joined by Jamie Diglio. And Jamie and I are going to have a conversation today about what to do if you've lost your job. And we first started to have a discussion on this topic in the context of a full day of helping that a friend of ours put together back at the end of 2020. It was a session that was part of this overall program to help people who were going through um, transition and disruption in their career and bringing relevant topics to bear to help them with that that journey. And so Jamie and I had a very specific topic on what to do right away if you've lost your job. And it's now a couple years later, and this remains a very relevant topic. And we decided to get back together and talk about it again, revisit the topic and, and really refresh it if necessary, bringing new things to bear if they've, if they've come up, but also, you know, really kind of test out what we, what we said back a couple of years ago and see how well it, it holds up in uh, 2023. And so Jamie, I'd, I'd love for you to just give a brief introduction of, of yourself and your background and, uh, and really welcome, welcome to the chat room. Thanks, Erin. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be with you again. It's been it's been a while. Um, so I'm Jamie Diglio. My background is um, Gartner, Microsoft, Slalom. I've spent the last 20 years in leadership, sales leadership roles, uh, but also the last seven specifically helping people through career transition. Uh, so I'm a performance coach. So I work with teams in transition sales teams, um, different teams and corporations, but I also help people when they're in a career transition. So mm -hmm. if they are uh, either find themselves without a job or they're looking, they have a job and they're looking to transition to what's next, mm -hmm. or they've just started and they're looking to make sure they, they kick off their new role really effectively. So um, I'm, my philosophy is everybody needs a coach, right? Um, and that we're all in sales and there's a huge, because my background's in sales, there's a huge sales component in this, this idea of how you sell yourself, um, when it comes to getting your next role in mm -hmm. building your career. Yeah, absolutely. And this is your background and, and the expertise you bring is just a perfect fit for the career chat room because we love to focus on all of those things in transition. So whether you're an early career in college, just graduating from college, or you're making a, a big change at any point in your career, all of that is uh, super relevant to the career chat room. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and we uh, have a lot of uh, shared passions in that regard. So I think that's why we clicked so well when we first were paired together to, mm -hmm. to talk about this. And, and so the reason why we wanted to uh, come back together and get this recorded for the career chat room is because, you know, 2023 continues to bring a lot of um, transition for people. And it's not just like you said, sometimes people are really wanting to make that change for themselves. And, and, but there's been a lot of companies really you know, making decisions about how they want their workforce to look and putting people out into the market when they weren't expecting to. And that's, and that's really the uh, focus of what, what we wanted to share today was what happens if 
you are presented with a job elimination and whether or not you are expecting it, you know, it is a shock to the system. And and how do you make sure that you really take the right first steps? And what, back in 2020, what we talked about was that we really wanted to it, it kind of frame this as almost a mantra, uh, move fast, get focused and stay flexible. Um, because there's lots of things you could pull into your uh, thinking around how you're going to tackle this sort of situation when it's presented to you. But, but, you know, both you and I love uh, mantras um, yeah. and having a, a, a passion for that as well. And so that one is one we came up with to kind of frame up our discussion. And so each of the steps we're going to talk about today really fit into that mantra. And we want to um, make sure that you're kind of keeping that mantra in mind as you uh, think about the elements of these steps. So the first one that we put at the top of the list is to update your resume. And maybe you've already had your resume updated um, in the background, uh, even before you've been presented with the job elimination. But if you haven't, then that is really the first thing, the first step that we want you to focus on. So making sure that you do that really, really quickly without delay. And you don't have to have it be perfection. I've actually gotten really attached to the to the um, phrase, you know, progress over perfection. It doesn't have to be perfect, but get comfortable with that current version that you have and just, you know, leave yourself open to updating it. And to bring in extra perspective from other people. So getting some feedback from other people. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, that's something that is maybe a little bit uncomfortable if you're if you don't know who to ask, but there's always someone in your network, um, right, that can can give you that feedback. And it could be an opportunity, like you said, to kind of sell yourself um, as well and bring, you know, awareness of your situation to to that person. And that was really the first step that we had on our, our list of of steps to, to to tackle. You know, how does that hold up? Um, still, still the, <laughs> the things that you want to keep in mind? Yeah. I mean, I have, I have my own specific, you know, the people that I coach, um, I really don't feel that too much emphasis needs to be placed on the resume. Ah, um, so, and again, I, that is dependent obviously on the industry, the role. Um, but I find that people go and go in, yes, you want to update your resume. So it's available. Mm -hmm. Um, but sending all of a sudden sending out like tons of applications and applying for lots of things uh that loses that loses its uh, effectiveness when it's mm -hmm. not tied back to your network mm -hmm. and so that's one of the things we talked about the second thing is like figuring out who your network the right people in your network um, that you want to connect with and let them know hey you're looking for something new um, yeah. Then you have the resume updated so that you can then share with them or they can connect you to somebody else in their network. Uh, but the resume, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I think people over-index on, on the resume personally um, because at the end of the day, it's you know, number one, your, your number one resume actually is where? Is LinkedIn, right? True. What is your LinkedIn? And that's what people are going to go to immediately. And so our presence on LinkedIn is really, really powerful. It's our billboard. Yeah. Um, that's our blank billboard that everybody can come and see. And so making sure in tandem, if you have somebody helping you with your resume, make sure that there's someone that can help you 
simultaneously update your LinkedIn. Absolutely. So it reflects, so it reflects your perspective um, and gives context, right, uh, to to what you care about, a little bit about you. True. And that and that summary section, and then and then putting content into the the entries that you have in on LinkedIn, and and it, it's it's a really good point, and one that I I have I think even leaned into a little bit more over the last couple of years um, in using LinkedIn to introduce people and doing that little the little at sign and pulling their profile into the messages, and and you know I do lean on that more so than than sending um, a copy of someone's resume over to a, you know, a connection, um, you know, or an introduction, you really do use that profile to help to facilitate uh, awareness of, of someone. Absolutely. And, and I, and I think that, that sometimes, um, you know, the concept of here, let me, let me share with you my resume, just so you have it on hand. I do feel like that's not really something that people are doing these days. It's much more of, of sharing your LinkedIn version of your resume, which is dynamic. And you can constantly be changing that, right? So you're not locked into a copy of your resume because um, you can always be updating LinkedIn. Ideally, the resume becomes the, the afterthought, like mm-hmm. meaning that it's like, send it to me because we think you're a good fit. So we yeah. want, we want um, and again, there's this this thinking about when it comes to your LinkedIn, that's the place that somebody absolutely is going to go and check you out. If they're mm-hmm. looking, if they are looking at your resume, they're going to double the double check is looking at your LinkedIn, and the, the and that kind of ties into the second thing we talked about uh, that you you have to do is like like with tapping into your network. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, we want people to be cultivating their network and continuing to you know uh, stay connected to people throughout. But what happens for many people? is that they don't do that. Yeah. And so all of a sudden they find themselves without a job and they haven't talked to people in their network for like 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, right? And so then it becomes super obvious if you're like reaching out, hey, I need a job, right? Yeah. Um, and so this idea, right? If anybody's listening who is, um, you know, maybe they they haven't they haven't lost their job, but... Uh, they're listening just for career advice. The career advice is continue to cultivate your network. And what I mean by that is think about, this is the first thing I tell people, whether they've just lost their job or they're looking for their next job, is write down all a list of companies and contacts. And what we're looking for is think about all the people that you've been in the trenches with. People who like you've been through you know, difficult work situations, projects, initiatives. This could be, this could be your colleagues. Uh, it could be your partners you've worked with. It could be your clients. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that you've helped in your career, right? As soon as <laughs> one of the things that happens to us is as soon as we sort of are in this new situation of needing a job, we remember everything we don't know and forget Mm. everything we do know. And that includes like our networks. And so it's like really taking a step back and thinking, okay, throughout my career journey, depending on whether it's been 20 years or two years, who are the people who have helped me, who supported me? And then once you like list out those people, then look and see where they're working. Yeah. Right. Where are they working today? And the, the key about this too is not to 
reach out them to them and say, I'm in the market for a new job. Um, uh, you know, do you got one for me? <laughs> right. right. We don't do that. Do some, you need to do some, some work on your end to kind of do that research and see if there's something at that company that you might be interested in that you can inquire about. Um, right. Well, it's the same thing as the resume. So if you just push your resume at someone, people are overwhelmed already. And so what happens usually is if somebody comes to us and say, hey, or, you know, do you have any roles in your company? And it's not, it's just the nature. So if this happens to you, know that it's normal. But most of the people in your network are actually going to kind of probably be like, oh, like, I don't really know. And I don't want that pressure. And that's just going to happen. So what you have to, what you want to think about instead is this is not about, uh, if you know Sam and Sam was one of your clients. And so instead of reaching out to Sam and be like, Hey, Sam, uh, you know, are you, are you all hiring? Instead you say, Hey, Sam, I'm, I'm in a career pivot and I'm, I'm curious, like, what are you doing today? Uh, what, you know, what are, you know, how did you get to where you are? I'm thinking of making a transition. And then when you do connect with Sam or you say to Sam, is there anybody in your network you think I should talk to? Yeah. Right. So it's not about Sam. It's about Sam's network because everybody wants to connect people. Right. Um, So it's that secondary connection uh, that's really important to think about. So it's not just your network, it's your network's network. Yeah. Um, And refreshing that, that reminding them. uh, That you're, you're out there and um, you know, and, and really, I've used this term recently. Um, you know, these are the people that know what you bring to the party, <laughs> and and what you can well with the value that you you've brought to, you know, the experience that they had with you in the past, whatever you delivered or worked on together, and and just keeping that um, and getting that refreshed so that they have you top of mind, mm-hmm. um, and and not having that pressure because you're right, there is that sense of pressure that can turn people. Um, you know, turn people inward and say, well, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to overcommit to this person, I, you know, someone that they, they valued from their past. I don't want to overcommit and make them, you know, feel like I'm going to be able to help them get a job um, at my company necessarily. Yeah. Um, and what I've recently, um, you know, been, uh, you know, thinking about as far as a, uh, a question to recommend people ask when they're refreshing their network or trying to find out a little bit more about the company that, that the person's uh, working at is, you know, how are you how are you experiencing company X where you are right now? I'm, I am curious about, you know, opportunities at that company when, you know, what, what has your experience been? So that's a, something that's a little bit, uh, I think, low mm. pressure as well, that they can share how they've been experiencing that company. And that can also help you understand if it is a place that, that would fit with your values and, and what you're looking for. Absolutely. So you can yeah. work in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I know we talked about um, asking, uh, you know, people in your network for feedback as well, because w- you mentioned, you know, when you've lost your job, sometimes you're thinking about the things that you don't have or that you, ha- you know, things that didn't go well. You kind of have a negative feeling about things, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you have a positive feeling about things. That could be the case too. But but you're probably feeling a little negative or a little bit, you know, um, la- your confidence might be shaken a little bit. So, you know, it's useful as you're reaching out to your network to also, you know, ask them for feedback. And, and so you don't often, you know, sometimes you don't have the right adjectives or the right words for describing what it's like to work with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it could be helpful to get that, that perspective yeah. from the network. Uh, and that was a little trick that I know you shared with me um, yeah. about asking for feedback. Yeah. The, one of the things that you can do with people 
that perhaps like if you've you know just been let go from a company, the people you had worked with in the company, asking them for you can just text this to them, so it's not like it's not too um, it's not too burdensome. Mm-hmm. But you could just text them or send them a note and say, you know, I'm doing some career reflections and um, I'd like to, I value your feedback. What would you say are the the first three words you would use to describe working with me? Mm -hmm. And so when when you ask this to people, obviously you say, I value your feedback. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you ask people this, you'll start to see all these words come back to you and it will start to give you what I call your win themes. Mm -hmm. And when we think about your win themes are like, how do you stand out? what's your what's your language right so this is a big piece of preparing right that i work when i work with people this isn't and i don't just do this with people in their career transition but i do this with people in their companies right how do you build your brand how do you see yourself how do others see you and so that you can feel more confident about how you share who you are when you start to get those conversations that will turn into interviews. So you're going to gather up all those words uh, from your network and then think through, um, you know, how does this tie into my bigger narrative, right? Of who I am, where I started, where I am today, where I'm going and not just to pitch it to the person in, you know, in the interview, but really to own it, right? Like how, mm-hmm. cause that's one of the pieces that's, you know, we talk about selling yourself. It starts with being sold on yourself and being confident in who you are so that then when you are in those conversations, you show up authentic, you show up real, which is the same as authentic, but like you're, you're, you're real. Yeah. And, um, people feel that they sense that because when you're trying to be someone else, um, it doesn't go as well. People yeah. can read it. And so we're really trying to get to that authentic version of you so that you can, you know, you can share that in those conversations, but that's the foundational work, right. That a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. And I just read an article recently <clears throat> about in interviewing Mm-hmm. some of the language to use and the recommendations just made around getting feedback from the people who've worked with you, either at your current, you know, the company you're leaving or in your past can help give you that perspective on what you're known for. And that was something that I <clears throat> read, excuse me, read in that article that, that rather than in an interview um, speaking uh, in terms of like, I'm a really good communicator right? Mm-hmm. Instead, frame it as what I'm known for is being able to do this because yep. I'm strong in this. And so that feedback that you get from the people that you've worked with before can help you to frame your the way you talk about what you're known for. Um, and so that could even be a way that you can ask the question of them. Is it, you know, what, what, what would you say I'm known for, right? What is that? What is my, um, what I bring to the party. <laughs> That's a little bit of a, 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 a just a, a, a casual way of asking it. But I think more is that, you know, what am I known for? Yeah. Um, what, what do you think of when you think of working for me? And that can help you to prepare for, for the interviews that, that you want to really yep. be able to, um, to, to do really well, uh, to do the final sell of, of yourself for the job. Yeah. Really, really helpful. Yeah. Another way that I tell people to, to, um, share this in interviews. Cause yes, it's very awkward. 
to be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm a brilliant communicator, right? <laughs> right. Uh, what, what you could say is what I'm known for in my, in my pre, right, what you said, mm-hmm. but you can also say people who work with me say, mm-hmm. I'm a strong communicator. I'm good at bridging gaps between, or, you know, being the bridge between technology and the business. I'm yes. really good at solving complex problems and simplifying them. So that by saying it the third, the third hand, right. Mm-hmm. People who work with me say you're bottling right. up and you're able to say it because number one, it's true. Yes. Um, and tr- and two, it just, it's more, it's, it's able to be digested by the person who's listening differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's that authenticity because it's true and yep. it, it feels more credible, um, because it's coming from, you know, they're not hearing it from that third person, but you're, they're hearing it through, through you from that third person. And you can, you feel confident in saying it because you actually did hear it. So right. I think that's really powerful, very powerful. Um, the, the next step that we talked about doing, um, quickly and, and being flexible and open on is what you want to do next. And I, I've recently had a conversation with, um, you know, I, I, well, I'm always having these conversations, but I'm thinking about one that I just had yesterday (laughs) about, um, what is it that you want to do next? Because I'm often helping people with finding their next opportunity, but it's, I need, I need a clear picture of what they want to do. And, and, you know, my, my friend was talking in terms of what they've always done, right? The, the industries that they've worked in and the, 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 the types of jobs that they've done. And I, I, pushed him a little bit to think in terms of that's really helpful, but what do you want to be doing? And what, what type of company do you want to work for next? It doesn't have to be the types of companies that you've worked for in the past, although often your network or, you know, you feel comfortable um, looking in those companies, but to think about, um, you know, how do, how do the skills and the experiences that you've had translate into a new opportunity, perhaps in a, an industry that you hadn't thought of working in before or hadn't had the chance to work in before, but maybe you have a strong passion about, maybe you've you know decided that you really want to focus on health and wellness or that you have a strong you know, sense of um, uh, you know, giving back to the community and you want to look in a, in a nonprofit and you've never been in nonprofit before. How do you think about what you want to do next and, and think about how you can transition um, your skills and experiences to, to another industry or a different type of work. Um, we talked about how this is an opportunity for you to flex in a new direction. You know, what are you, what are you um, sharing with your, you know, clients and, and, and others um, that you're interacting with these days, Jamie, about how to think about flexing in a new direction? Well, it's, I love it. I'm always saying that the more that you can kind of pivot yourself into different avenues, um, you know, depending upon what your, your skill set is, right? It's like, if you're in sales, like just because you're in one industry doesn't mean you can't, selling is selling, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you are an op, like an operational, like if you're, um, you're really good, like you're a COO, and you're really good at creating process and stabilization and scaling growth. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, the, the, the key is to remember is they have a need. And, you know, especially coming from where, wherever company you're at, they have a need. And that need uh, doesn't, they, they don't have it today, that skill set. So they might have a ton of 
ton of knowledge in the healthcare industry, but they don't know how to scale their business. Now you might be coming from the energy industry and, but know how to scale. So they want that skill set. So it doesn't matter that you don't have that healthcare background. Mm-hmm. It's nice if you did, but they, they, they are clearly missing the piece that, that, um, you bring. And so don't worry necessarily about, you know, staying in industry unless you want to stay in industry. So that's mm-hmm. like a key too, is sort of, you know, with I, when I work with the clients I work with, whether it's in their company and they're looking to figure out, like everybody's looking to grow regardless. Right. Right. So in, in my, my program, it's called the win room. Mm-hmm. And, um, what we do is we really get down to the core of, what do you want? Because everybody knows what they don't want. But what do you actually want? What do you value? What are your strengths? You know, what are, what are, what's an ambitious goal uh, you have for your career? And also to think about it in steps. So it's not like you, you just jump to that next thing, but what's the secondary step to then get you, get you to where you want to be ideally? Mm-hmm. Um, and this found like I keep going back to this foundational work is so many people will maybe they're they jump at the next job and then they're unhappy because they haven't really thought about what they want. Yeah. Um, and you know, it and I will ask people too, I'm like, what's most important with this next job? Is it is it the compensation? Mm-hmm. Is it the flexibility? Is it the career potential growth? Like what's most important for you? And so once, depending upon what they say, then we have to make a decision as they, as they start to look at these new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you said, you know, a lot of people are pretty clear about what they don't want. Um, and the, you know, that can be really easy to think about, um, well, I don't want this and I don't want that, but shifting gears and thinking about what you do want and what's going to get you excited, um, you know, to really throw your energy behind. And so I think a lot of times people compartmentalize, uh, their work and what they're, then what they're passionate about. And, and I think that there's a lot more opportunities that people could consider if they think about how can, my work also be something that is, you know, something I'm really passionate about and, and merge those two in a more intentional way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I find myself thinking about the future and, you know, leaving my, and, and I try and I, I'm, I'm leaving myself open to possibilities that maybe in the future, you know, what my passion around, uh, you know, soccer. So I'm a soccer mom and my kids are always playing soccer. Well, you know, there are opportunities out there perhaps to contribute in a work setting to a soccer organization, whether it's, you know, your local team or the MLS or whatever, or maybe there's a brand that you just are so dedicated to, whether it be a clothing brand or something, you know, that, you know, a food brand or something like that really opening yourself up and, and, and looking at, well, what, what if I worked for that company? <laughs> um, you know, how much more could I, you know, align my, my passion with my work life um, in a way that would perhaps bring me even greater satisfaction. So, you know, yeah. I have a, a, a family friend who, um, this goes back probably 20 years, who had been working in importing and exporting and kind of, you know, restaurant and everything. But he was very passionate about Ely Cafe. And he was looking for a new job. And his wife was like, 
well, you love Ely. Why don't you go work for them? And that kind of snap, you know, turned a light bulb on for him. And he, he did, he went and worked in sales for, for Ely cafe. So, you know, I don't know if this is, um, something that it's not something that, um, comes naturally when you're always looking at what you have done, but thinking about what you could do in the future, um, is really, you know, could be driven by your passions. Right. And it's, that's, it's like unpacking that. So, you know, figuring out what you value. Um, that's one of the places where I start with people too. Like what's your core value? Um, and building upon that and, you know, where, like I said, where your strengths are, what, what are the things that you about in your career that you have, would be doing and you feel like it doesn't feel like work, right? Mm -hmm. So what is the thing that you could be doing all day long and yep. doesn't feel like it's too much? That mm -hmm. starts to give you clues into where you'd want you'd want to go next. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Which brings us to recording a podcast like this on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's something we can do uh, like all day, all weekend long. Um is uh, aligned with our passions. Well, right, exactly. I mean, for me, spending, you know, I don't know how many years, 17 in corporate and really finding a passion for helping people help themselves mm -hmm. and coaching, coaching people to get off of their heels and on their toes and normalizing a lot of the situations that people feel you know, and they go through that are totally normal, right? Losing a job is a, I lost my, my first time. I, I, the, the job that I was laid off from was my first job. And mm -hmm. I was in New York city, right. Uh, for nine 11. And mm -hmm. so I lost my job a couple days after nine 11. Mm -hmm. And that was a terrible time, but I look back on it and it made me who I am today because back then, you know, every, it feels like every 10 years, there's some sort of, you know, it was 9-11 and then like 2008 when a lot of people lost their jobs. And, uh, but for me, you know, I, like I went back and I went back and I started waitressing and bartending mm -hmm. and I went back to school and got my master's in organizational psychology, which became this foundation of the work that I do now, but through that experience, right? So mm -hmm. the experience of being let go and this life experience, I became absolutely fascinated by what motivates people when bad things happen, what motivates people to get back up and focus forward or what holds them back mm -hmm. and what is it? it's our, our headspace, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that, that ability and just super fascinated about that throughout. And so I've woven that fascination and curiosity that occurred because of being laid off by my, with laid off at that time has propelled every other part of my career. Yeah. It's that's an where opportunity. Absolutely. And I mm -hmm. know right now it does not feel like an opportunity. It feels like you know, a loss. Or, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a loss. And, but so many of us have been through it. And it's, you know, I, what, one of the things I do appreciate now too, is that it's more normalized now than back then, because back then it was like, nobody would talk about it. 
you know, if you right. lost, you lost your job. Now people are sharing it. And, um, but one of the things that I do want to mention, which is really important is this feeling when, and it happens either if you leave a job on your own or if you are let go, is this real difficult feeling that you've been kicked out of the club, mm-hmm. right? And so these people who you've been surrounded by that are, are still in the organization and all of a sudden you're cut off from everyone, it can be- feel very isolating. And yeah. why I'm mentioning this is like, because if you're listening right now to this podcast and you're feeling like you got kicked out of the club and you feel like you're completely alone, I want you to know that you're not, that this is a feeling that all of us go through in that transition time. Yeah. And, you know, it's about what I, I say now is you you are where you are. You're going to then go back to your network and then you're going to start to figure out what are the things you want to do next and you're going to build what I call your win team. And your win mm-hmm. team is going to be the people who are going to show up for you. Because there's going to be a lot of people that now are not going to show up for you. But who are the people that are? Right? Mm-hmm. Get curious. Get out there. The pe- Some of the most amazing people in your career, in your life, you haven't met yet. And yes. so just to be aware of that as you take this next pivot, um, it's gonna it's gonna hurt a bit, but we've all, so many of us have been there, and uh, to just keep plugging and staying grounded in in your values and who you are as a person is the most important thing for a long and uh, fulfilling career. Yeah, and you know the the people that you've just been working with, um, you know, if you were not connected with them on LinkedIn at the moment then you know add them to your network because we've talked a lot about how important your network is to you know help you navigate to that next opportunity to promote you um, to share their networks with you and you know sometimes when you are working with people um, in your current situation you don't automatically think about connecting with them on LinkedIn and adding them to your you know go forward network because you have access to them every day uh, through your company email, through, you know, teams messaging, all of that. But it's important to think about those people that you have been interacting with in your current situation and add them to your network. And, and they may also, you know, be immediate uh, promoters of you to their network um, because they have the most, they're, they're, they are most recently, um, in the seat of experiencing you and bringing uh, and what you bring to the the work environment and to their work lives. Um, and they can speak firsthand to the people within their network. So, you know, making sure that as you make this transition out of your current situation, that you capture um, that, that moment of, you know, let me add you to my network and, and, you know, that it's been great working with you. Right. And, and I, and I, I want to keep in touch and keep you as part of, of my ongoing network. Uh, I think there's an opportunity there too that we didn't talk about <laughs> back in 2020 as much, but is something that, that, um, you know, I think is important to do as you're exiting your current Absolutely. situation. And right. So then thinking, this is why, again, back to LinkedIn practices, like when I've worked mm-hmm. in companies, anybody in a company that I'm act- actively working in, I will link in with them because mm-hmm. then I'm like, as I meet them in a meeting, right. Cause you, you, it's hard to remember. 
Mm-hmm. So getting in that practice of just linking in with people and sending a little, hey, you know, if if you have lost your job, like, hey, it was great working with you. I would like to stay connected. You know, can let let's connect. Um, but the other piece of it that's really important is the more that you think about your LinkedIn strategy, uh, the people who have left your company either on their own or would let go they're all going to get new jobs as long as well as you are. Now, when you connect with all those people, you then start to see where they go. Mm-hmm. So there's a little filter in LinkedIn of where you can type in, you know, search people and you, it can say, uh, it says current company uh, and previous company. So you click on previous company and the name of your company. And then, so if they're previous company and then it's going to, so then it's going to pull up p- all the people that were at the company you were at, but are now somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And so this yep. is a real key to understanding, oh, well, who is hiring people that came from my previous company into what new companies? So then right. it be- starts to sh- show you sort of your landscape of all these new companies that are hiring people that have similar skills or come with a similar background. Mm-hmm. And that's a clue for you to start to go, okay, well, who are the people that I know that are at these different companies? How do I reach out to them? Because they're then, you know, at their new company wanting to build something probably similar to what they had at their last company. And they need people like you on their team. Right. Yep. Right. So it's sort of this thinking about how others are thinking. Um it's like the second, you know, it's not just the first connections, it's the second connections. Where's the bond? I know that's something Aaron talked about. I'm always talking about is where is the bond? Where's the connection point? Look for, you know, there's, there's certain things, whether it's a previous company you worked together, it can even be a, the university you went to, right? Mm-hmm. So if you went to it, people always want to support people. I think more uh, people that went to their alma mater. Yep. Um, so thinking about that, how you sort and find people get more connected into your, um, maybe the university or college you went to different alumni events. Mm -hmm. Um, there's all kinds of ways to get tapped back in. I know when I started, um, when I changed and went out on my own and started my own company, I got more tapped into the university I went to as a way to actually just to give back and be a mentor for future leaders. That was really important to me. That was something that came out of my career pivot, Mm -hmm. Um, wanting to support sort of and give advice to those students who were, you know, going to be our future leaders. And as part of that, you're connecting to all these other people that went, you know, went through the same, you have a bonded experience, right? You went to the same university, you had a similar shared experience. So whether it's that or you volunteer at the Y, or you are part of um, Habitat for Humanity, wherever the relationship that bond is, you're, you you can search those people on LinkedIn, and that's why it's so important to have all of your um, on LinkedIn have have things updated about you yes. in your volunteer work, etc., your certifications, um, any of your credentials. Um, recommendations. Yeah. I always say you I, don't know what people are searching for, right? So someone could be a, a recruiter could be out there searching for someone who has that credential or certification that you have. And right. if you don't have it out there, um, it's not right. going to 
not going to hit on you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, but it's, again, this is how do you be more human in how you're interacting with people? So if you have a shared interest, this is also ties back to, well, how are you building your mentors, your win team, right? So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it's your new win team. Perhaps you reach out to somebody who does similar volunteer work, passion, mm-hmm. right? Make a wish, right? I mean, and there's million, you know, so many different things. And then you reach out to them and say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, we have a similar, we have that similar interest and I'd love to have a virtual coffee. Yeah. Right. Would you be open to having a conversation with me? And it just, it, it goes from there, but you're trying to find that connection point of what do you care about? Right. What do you care about, you know, for you specifically? And then, you know, who are other people that care about that similar, the similar way? And it could turn into um, a job opportunity, you know, even what you were mentioning about, you know, reconnecting with your alma mater, right? So there's so many benefits to that network that your alma mater brings. But but there's also, um, there's positions at universities mm-hmm. too. <laughs> and there might be something that that would uh, be a fit for your skills and experiences. And, and by reconnecting and giving back, like you were mentioning, or, you know, um, to uh, to your alma mater might actually you know get you on the radar um, and and I I think that colleges you know do tend to be interested in people who also went there because they understand that that you know the culture and the and the um and the environment that that they're operating in and 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 what you were mentioning about um, looking for people who have left your company and where are they where are they now um, is is I think a really uh, good way to to start your brainstorming too about what companies you want to target mm-hmm. um, because they may be landed at a company that you never even thought of um, before. And so this could be a way for if you don't know where to start, right? Or you, you know, you, well, I've only worked, I've always worked in X industry. Um, I don't even know where to begin to think more broadly and flex in a different direction. That could be a really great way for you to just start that brainstorming process. You got it. It 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 opens up your eyes to. There are so many different companies out there, like things that you know you get stuck in a bubble when mm-hmm. you're in uh, when you're in your own organization, and and that you know you, be, your world becomes very chaotic and busy, but small, mm-hmm. right? It feels like it's big because you're connected to a lot of people, deci- depending upon the size of the company. Uh, but it there's just a whole world out there and so much yeah. potential and room, you know, room for everybody. The same way you say, what do you bring to the party? I always say there's, you know, um, what do you, uh, what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Right. So what are the things yeah. that you, you uniquely bring to the table that are going to help you stand out? And, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, teasing those out. And I, I often find that the most interesting things about people uh, they never, they never put on their resume and they never put on their LinkedIn. And I'm like, why do you not you know? I had someone who was a um, hall of fame, like um, basketball player. Mm-hmm. And he, that I was coaching and uh, I, I was like, why is this not on your LinkedIn? Why is this not on your resume? Well, I didn't think it was related to my, my, um, my career or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, of course it does. It tells yeah. you've accomplished something that you have you have the ability to, you know, work hard, uh, be successful um, at mm-hmm. at something that you've, you know, achieved a, an elite, or m- maybe you're you know, accomplished piano player, or you mm-hmm. play the guitar, or you are a singer, or you act, or I, I mean, I don't know. There's so yeah. many things, accomplishments, 
accomplishments is the key word that you're saying here that I, 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 I latch onto and I encourage, I've encouraged people even um, like, so college students um, who are concerned that they don't have enough to put on their resume Mm-hmm. Uh, because they haven't worked, they're trying to get a job, but they don't have, you know, they, they haven't had professional work experience. So how are they going to get professional work experience without it? So I always encourage them, you know, when you think about how you put your resume together, and you can also think about how you put it out on LinkedIn. So like we've talked about before to evolve towards the LinkedIn as the resume, but having an accomplishments section, or, you know, and even if it LinkedIn, it's more of a summary of who you are, right? Having a little blurb about your accomplishments, mm-hmm. if there is something that's um, interesting like that and unique about you, something you've accomplished that is is going to make you stand out, mm-hmm. putting that out there. And that kind of goes to that. It's We've, we've found our way to the fourth um, step, Jamie, that we had um, back in 2020, which is framing up your strategy for promoting yourself. So mm-hmm. what you were just talking about around highlighting accomplishments that make you stand out, that make you unique, I think is a part of how you frame up your strategy for promoting yourself. Um, and in addition to all the network uh, levers that we've talked about already. Right. Because that's the first place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's the first place where you're going to promote. You want to promote yourself is, is well, and again, I'm, I'm cautious because I know some people are more open to how they promote themselves. Uh, you know, on a LinkedIn, et cetera. But one of the things you can think about is I always ask people that uh, go through my programs is like, who's someone you admire? Mm. Why do you admire them? You know, whether it's somebody like maybe it's a parent, maybe it's some leader, maybe it's somebody you had worked with before, but it's more about what is it that that person, what does that person do that you admire? Well, that's a reflection again, back Remember we said about what people say about working with me is Mm -hmm. when you say that you admire so-and-so because of Mm -hmm. so-and-so, like I, I, for example, I admire Brene Brown. Well, I have two people, but we'll go with Brene for now. Yeah. Um, I admire Brene Brown. Well, why do I admire Brene, Brene Brown? Well, because she she shares a similar value. My top value is courage. And Mm -hmm. so she has the courage to speak up and say things even when she's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and to just push forward and despite the naysayers, um, speak her truth. And Mm -hmm. I really admire that. So when you say that, right, Erin, you know me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Am I someone who speaks up and speaks my truth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so you can use the person that you admire. That's something you could put um, on your LinkedIn profile. You could put it in your resume. I recently um, did this with someone they, they admired. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get his name, but it's like a football coach and a quote by that football coach. So what's a quote by that person that you admire that you can put out there that talks about like, you know, what you're interested in. Yeah. Yep. It's a little, a little insight into, um, you know, how you think and, uh, and that can help, help, help a lot with, uh, how you promote yourself and make yourself stand out because there might be someone else who that catches their eye. And that's something that they, they also, Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Or that's exactly how, you know, I like to think about things. Wow. This person is someone that, that, you know, is like-minded. Right. Um, 
And so, you know, I think we've 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 covered off on the steps and added a little bit more, um, uh, you know, flavor to each of them um, that we talked about um, updating your resume and and we've added into that, you know, a stronger emphasis on LinkedIn, engaging your network, really figuring out what you want to do next, and then framing up your strategy for promoting yourself. And then, you know, we can circle back to our mantra, which is move fast, get focused and stay flexible. And I think that still holds today um, to kind of, you know, make sure that you are staying open and, and, you know, focusing on these steps, but at the same time, you know, making sure that none of the steps are holding you back or, you know, um, not allowing you to move with that, that speed and focus um, and stay flexible as well. I know that um, you and I could talk for a long time on this topic, but uh, we are running out of time. So I want to make sure that we, um, uh, you know, kind of wrap up and uh, say that, uh, you know, we've covered off on all the steps that we had covered off on in 2020 and then some. And so just want to remind our listeners to be flexible, stay focused and move quickly and have that as your mantra as you move forward in this transition. And uh, I thank you so much, Jamie, for for joining me today and being willing to come back to this topic and uh, explore it further. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. And that's it for this edition of the uh, Career Chat Room. Thank you for joining us and come back again soon. Mm-hmm.